What's up, my fellow writers, or anyone else who stumbled upon this podcast? I'm Danny, a teen writer trying to publish before college. Come with me on a podcast full of a journey of advice, real-life writer talk, and just a little chaos here and there. This is The Writer's Path. Hi again, guys. I know I've been on a bit of a long break from making episodes, but summer is finally here. And I finally have some time to record and edit for you all. As you can probably see, this podcast has got a tiny bit of rebranding. A new name, new logo, new intro, new music. But same me and the same overall content. Just a bit more professional than I finally got the time. So, in honor of today being kind of a hello again episode, I wanted to discuss what to do when you see your book again after putting it away for a while. Though I haven't yet discussed this, One of the most important parts of editing is after you finish a draft, putting your book away for at least 30 days, probably more, to create some distance. When you finish a draft, you're just too familiar with your novel to look at it with editing eyes. That time that you set aside will help you see the mistakes clearly when it's time to edit. I'm currently on that break with my own novel since I finished the fourth draft recently and have sent it off to some beta readers. But I've sent it off through a wonderful service that I encountered called The Spun Yarn. This is not a sponsored ad, but I wanted to put a plug in anyway because I'm just falling in love with this service even though I've only used it once. I just know it's so convenient and everyone will love it. It's basically where you send in your manuscript and it's matched with three readers tailored to your target audience and you can request people from certain backgrounds, certain locations, the kind of people you want to read your book. You get asked two specific questions of the readers, and in 30 days, they send back a full manuscript report with those questions answered, reader reactions, as well as feedback on what you're doing well and what you need to improve on. It's definitely super convenient. It gets you full feedback in 30 days from three different beta readers, and I'm so excited to get my manuscript back on June 7th. Anyway, when you see your book again, you can either have one of two experiences. And I'm talking mainly about a first draft experience, though either of these could happen anywhere in the process of drafting or editing, but I'm going to focus on what to do after you see a first draft. You either read it through and think, I can work with this. This is good. I did something worthwhile. Or you read it and think with horror, this is complete and total garbage. I had that experience. My first draft looks absolutely nothing like the fourth draft that I just finished. And that's why. I realized my first draft was probably the worst and most cringy book I had ever read. And you know what? That's okay. There is light at the end of the tunnel, though it may seem all dark at the time, and it did. But you can make good of that bad draft. You just have to know where to go. So you have that bad draft. The first thing to think of, obviously, what is making it so bad? Is it the plot, the writing, the characters? Is it literally just everything? In my case, I knew I had a solid setting and solid characters. They just needed more development. The plot was my main problem. It was boring and one-dimensional. I needed some layers to make it complex, and I hadn't gotten far enough in my writer journey to know that when I was writing the first draft. Then you're thinking, well, I have all these problems. What do I do about them? For me, I went a tad drastic. I ended up changing the entire premise of my novel. Twice. 
I went from a garbage, boring, one-dimensional romance with cookie-cutter characters to a draft with better characters, but somehow an even more boring plot that was way too just all over the place, to where I am now, an intriguing island mystery historical fiction novel. It was a premise that fit my setting. It was another part of the history of where my novel takes place. My novel takes place in Galveston, and the history I wanted to cover was something that I couldn't spread over an entire novel. So I needed a premise that would fit with the setting and also lead up to that other moment in history. Having that take up the bulk of my novel made so much sense. So if your plot's your problem, try changing it or certain scenes of it to fit with the backdrop of your novel. What moment of history or element of magic or murder trial or something else would lend itself to a certain unfolding of events that you can use to stretch through the bulk of your novel until you get to, let's say, the finale scene that you've been planning for three months, or, you know, this other certain twist that you know you have to include. But what premise can you use that fits those end-all goal scenes? Then, the characters. I fixed mine in pretty simple ways. I varied the romances. I settled on some more solid archetypes added more diversity. I took the bland, cookie-cutter, plain, stupid, you know, had no internal external goal, were just there, little puppets I was running around with, and I sat down with them, so to speak. I got to the core of who they are and how their personality fits the story, how their actions had reverberating consequences through the plot, how the tensions between them affected their common goal. One of my favorite changes was making my main couple an enemies to lovers. Because before, they were almost an insta-lovey kind of Hallmark movie couple. Now, I raised the stakes on their backstories to create totally different people that would lend themselves to clash at first. But then they grew closer on realizing how similar they actually were. Even more recently, in Justice Force Draft, I didn't change an entire character but I changed their choices in a pivotal moment to raise some stakes, create more dimension, and add to a arguably more important scene. With these additions I made to that character, that scene got more, you know, the stakes were amped up, more tension, and there's just more to it. So for the sake of time, I'm going to go over the two most common questions or problems with the first draft, the plot, or the characters. If you're struggling with something else, definitely feel free to shoot me a DM, comment on a TikTok, comment on a post, anything, and I will definitely do an episode about it. Feel free to do that for any other writing question you may have. So, your problem with your plot. First thing to do, go back to your outline. Chances are, your first draft outline was kind of a mess. I used the Save the Cat beat sheet, which is wonderful for first-time drafters, but it kind of got me all up in my head about trying to fit that sort of structure and I feel like it showed up in my first draft. I advise if you're doing super intensive relights like I did to scrap it and start fresh which is what I did too and put it in a new kind of media. If you did on paper use a whiteboard or do it online. If you did like a mind map maybe try using sticky notes and put it like on a flat surface and sort it out that way. The point of this to visualize it is to really dig deep into the internal and external conflicts of your characters, what the revolution resolution is, and how what you're going to need to get there. Research more if needed. 
especially for historical fiction writers, now is the time. After you've done your first draft, you know somewhat the direction where the story is going. If not, do more research to find a new direction. This is the time to fine-tune your historical facts to really cement that world world building. Fantasy and science fiction writers, maybe even mystery writers too, world build. Flesh everything out further. Clear up things that were a little fuzzy to make your story come alive. And it might figure out what you need in your plot as well. Because if there's some magical element that you hadn't really explored, you want to explore it and you realize this could impact my plot in the X, Y, and Z way. Then you can add more to the overall complexity of your novel. Now, for the second most common problem, characters. First thing I go to, an in-depth character questionnaire. My favorite is from Novel Factory. I mentioned this before in a couple other episodes, but I just loved it so much when I used it for these past couple drafts. Focus on those internal and external goals, because that's also what's going to influence your plot. Because if there's an external thing going on, you also have to juxtapose what's going on with your characters inside and how the plot is influencing them or how they're influencing the plot. You have to kind of figure out that balance. What is their big goal? That's something that's super important. And I feel like that was really fuzzy in my first draft. They need a goal that they will work towards that your plot has to do something to interrupt. And then your character has to want to go through the plot so they can get back to this goal. But then they go on a journey and their goal comes out different because of what happened in the book. Another way to add some a new layer to characters is to add diversity. Historical fiction writers, think about the groups and backgrounds in your story. What kind of major groups and people in society made up, you know, your time period? That's how I came up with a lot of my characters. I went to major groups of people in 1900 Galveston. That's how I came up with one of my characters being an immigrant, one of my characters being a nursing student, two of my characters being part of the rich elite, because those were three huge groups. Also, do your characters have secrets? Use those and don't reveal them to the rest of the characters until a certain moment. Have it just in the background, just to raise stakes. Reveal it to them when you need to, to add tension and move the plot forward. And then what are their flaws? What's the big problem that they need to go on this journey to fix? How does that impact the overall plot, their relationships with other characters? A big driving force of my character development is the relationship my main female character and my main male character have with each other and enemies to lovers. They get forced to work together because of the plot and the plot forces them to work together and cooperate and it helps them grow and see the truth of each other and not the misconception they had. So that is definitely impacts the movement of the story and just the development of the rest of the book. So that's that. Figure out what's wrong with your story, expand the plot, develop your characters. Again, if there's any more specific thing that's going wrong with your novel, definitely shoot me a question on my Instagram at dannybwriting, TikTok of the same name, or my email dannybwriting at gmail.com, all of which will be linked in the description to this episode. Thank you so much for watching The Writer's Path, and thank you all for sticking with me. I know it's been a long while since I've uploaded, but I'm definitely going to be making a lot more content over the summer, and I have some really fun things to talk about that are coming up, so stay tuned. Thanks, guys. Have a great day.